0: Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. Style Smart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast. But before we jump in, as your host... Crystal Green. I need to make a slight apology to you. Um, In regards to this episode, there are a few things that we discuss in here that are going to be past tense by the time you listen to this episode. Um, Your girl Crystal has been a little busy lately, working on some things, and so my podcast queue got a little backed up. And so I apologize. There's a few things in there that Sam's talking about that have already happened by the time this episode airs, but But don't be worried. There's plenty of fun things coming up soon that he's talking about and is going to be working on. So don't be discouraged. Um, But man, you are in for a doozy this week, my friend. Um, If you are not familiar with who Sam Villa is, you're about to be super familiar. Um, And if you are, you know that he's just such a cool, inspiring person. Human. He's someone that I've been following the entire length of my career and have looked up to and love his tools and his education. And he's just really an innovator. In our industry and I love everything he does so um, I will let him introduce himself with that but I just wanted to give you that little disclaimer ahead of time he talks about a couple of events and classes and so my bad and uh, anyway we'll just jump into the episode because the episodes not really about him talking about his events it's just a small piece but I just thought I'd give you that little little caveat there friend let's dive in how are you doing
1: I'm doing excellent, thanks for asking, and I'm happy to be here with you today.
0: Yay, I'm excited you're here too. All right, Sam, well, thank you so much for being on the Your Hair Mentor podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. I can't imagine that any of my listeners don't know who you are, but just in case they don't, could you give me a brief introduction as to who you are?
1: Uh, I'm Sam Villa. I am uh, the co-founder of a Sam Villa brand, and we have tools I am also the Redkin uh, Artistic and uh, in, International Artistic Ambassador for Education. Um, I've been doing hair for, gosh, Crystal, for over 35, almost maybe 40 years. Wow. Started when I was one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I I've love teaching. Uh, my journey has been really interesting in regards to when I started and to where I'm at now. And we can talk about that if you'd like. But I'm really, my, really, I mean, that's about what I do, you know. I mean, I love what I do, and I'm very fortunate to be in the hairdressing, be a hairdresser.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, for years, I've used your tools. Um, my favorite Thanks. tool is the little, um, the mini texture iron.
1: Yes, yes. <sighs>
0: That was just like a game changer for me when I found that thing. I was like, this is the most innovative, wonderful thing I've ever seen. Um, How did you come up with that specific tool? We can come back to your story, but.
1: (laughs) That's a great question. You know what? One of the things I wanted to do was, um, I just woke up one morning, Crystal, and I thought, you know what? I can't continue to be just a platform artist and an educator. And at one point, Redkin's going to say, you know, t- Sam, it's time for you to go. Everybody's seeing you. Or people are going to say, you know what? I've seen him before. You know, you just kind of lose what you once maybe have. So I thought, I need an exit plan. And my exit plan was, I want to start doing something aside from it. It began with uh, CDs back in the day, making educational CDs. And I remember making that. I wanted it to be like a cooking show. So I wanted to have it filmed live, me actually teaching a workshop. And actually interacting with the learners, which was, no one's ever done that before. And I remember uh, Mary Rector from BTC, she saw it. She thought, wow, this is revolutionary. The way you just did a CD, that's not, here's step one, here's step two. Yes, it was, yet you were going, oh, did you see? I play back to the camera go, did you see that question? Did you hear what they just asked? Listen to this. Now there's more than one answer, so you're going to get it right now. And that's what made it different. So it started there. And then I was, you know, for years, I've had issues with my elbows, my wrists, et cetera. My body as a hairdresser, it takes its toll. So I thought one of the other things I thought, let's do some tools. So that's where it started. And that particular tool is interesting because in my travels, I made notes of things that I always came across. I kept a journal of things that were really interesting interesting to me. And some of those notes, when I looked back, were about tools. And I'll never forget going to Sweden. I had read about this famous hairdresser. I thought, I'm going to go into salon and just see if I can watch him and just ask. And sure, this was in Stockholm. I walked in. I watched him, sat in the reception area. I didn't go up to him and watch him up close personal, but watched him. He took out this flat iron, what looked like a flat iron. In those days, if you, I don't know if you probably weren't born, but they were wide. They were really wide. Okay. So he had this. he had one really narrow. And I thought, what's he going to do with that narrow iron? And so I watched him and he was just punching the scalp. And so he looked at me and I saw me like this. He said, come on over. And I asked him, what are you doing? He goes, oh, in Scandinavian, Sweden, Scandinavian hair is very fine. The problem is having volume. So what I've done is I had a machinist make me this special iron that's crimp iron. And I thought, what? Because crimpers were wide. Mm-hmm. And he took the rails of it and put it really close and made it very narrow. And all he wanted to do was just punch the scalp because with a crimp, it just, it made that scalp, that root area, it just explode and stand up. And the client that he was doing, she said, oh yes, it's wonderful. In those days, they were backcombing a lot and doing shampoo sets. And she said, it's wonderful. It's like it, the volume will last for two weeks. And I'm thinking, oh my God, two weeks. But that's where that concept and that idea came up. And I'll never forget when I launched it at the ABS show. I can't remember, I think it's maybe 11 years ago. Uh, Dwight Miller, who I admire, uh, a great, great icon in the industry, uh, was known for perms and what he did with perms, but he came up to me, and said, Sam, I've been walking around ABS and this tool it's revolutionary. He goes, I haven't seen anything like it. And it's the buzz of the show. So thank you for your support. I mean, it's an awesome, incredible tool. People think it's a cripping iron, but actually we called it a texture iron. Cause I want people to, to understand it just changes the texture
0: it absolutely does and yeah it like replaces backcombing for me in my yes. personal use and also in like upstyling. and mm-hmm. i just i've never met someone that wasn't wowed by it and i feel right. like it's it's like an underutilized tool i cannot believe that everyone in the hairdressing world is not talking about this thing because it is fantastic i love it well
1: i love what you say because i believe it belongs to every hair station Yes. You know, if they really think about it. I mean, sometimes you get these prom girls with really long hair and they complain, well, my curl won't hold. And all I would do is just punch it, you know, just really fast and quickly, just to alternate the surface, that cuticle, then wrap it with an iron. And those girls would go, oh, wow, you know, it really lasted. And it's just altering the texture. Sometimes, excuse me for saying this to your community out there, but sometimes we need to damage the hair in order to get it to respond. Now, please don't take that wrong. You know, I mean, fine hair, one of the first things we do as salon professionals, you recommend a highlight, some kind of uh, um, decolorization. And why? Because it alters the texture of that hair. So, and it but it also damages it. But we don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Damage is like such a, a negative connotation. Yes, right?
1: exactly.
0: Anti-damage, repair the damage. And it's like, well, sometimes the healthiest hair is just flat and stuck to your head too. So So
1: true. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Uh, Okay, Sam, so I like to think that in my podcast here, I am inspiring hairstylists and a little bit of hair enthusiasts just to see what's possible in this industry. So I'd love to hear a little backstory about you and how you got into hairdressing. And then from there, like what took you to being a platform artist? And let's just just take me on your journey.
1: Okay. All right. My journey began back in uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico. I was uh, probably like around, I think I was seven years old when I worked in my dad's barber shop, And I did not like it, Crystal, to be honest. I really didn't like it because it was hard work. I saw my dad standing up pretty much all day, never sitting down. And I was in charge of shining shoes. So I got 25 cents to shine and sweeping the hair and keeping the soda pop machine full, et cetera, all things like that. And I told myself, I'm never going to do this. You know, but there I was, and I didn't like it because on Saturday mornings, you know, my dad would, we'd be in the car at 7 a.m., driving down the neighborhood that I lived in, and my friends were out there riding their bikes in summertime, and I was on the way to the barbershop. But it taught me a lot of things, but it also told me this is something I didn't want to do. Isn't it interesting, Crystal, how you think you don't want to do something, and then you end up doing it? Kind of like they say, you go to college to major in something, but then you end up doing something else that you totally fall in love with that had nothing to do with what you majored in. Totally. But um, I was really into sports. My parents really uh, encouraged us to inter- keep active in school. I worked in the fields. I picked strawberries as a kid all the way up to pretty much teenager. Uh, and my dad moved us to California, and in California, I worked in the fields. And um, I was my dad wanted to become a master barber stylist, so that's one reason why we moved to California. I guess California is the place to be. Uh-huh. I don't know. But uh, we went there and I went to school, high school. I really you know, was in sports, involved in sports. Um, then I went to uh, college and I focused on playing volleyball. Uh, my junior year in volleyball, I told my parents, I wanna walk, drop out, I'm a PE major. I wanna go to beauty school. And my mom was shocked. My dad was clapping underneath the table. But I told my dad, I told my mom and dad, I want to. I I said I'm a PE major, you know, and I cut school half the time to go to the beach and play volleyball. I said um, I want to go to beauty school, and my mom was well, well. What prompted that? I said, you know, I said I just want to give it a shot. If I don't make it, I'll be responsible for my last year in college. My mom said, deal. My dad found a good school in San Mateo, California, called Ponce College of Beauty. Um, I happened to, you know, that twist cutting technique that I do on, on, on uh, social that went viral, which, uh, was that I learned in beauty school. I learned that in beauty school. It was by Peter Hans and he had this twist cutting method that he would use. And he was specialized in perms and had his own product line, but I was lucky to be in that school. Then one day my teacher came up to me and she said, Sam, your rollers, see so you your client underneath the dryer, your rollers are falling out. I want you to go over there, lift up the hood, apologize to your client and put the rose rollers there. And I, she goes like this. I want you to put them in there really tight. I said, <laughs> I said, yes, Masuda. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I went back, apologized, lifted it up. And as I walked over there, Crystal, she said, Sam, and you might want to think about possibly doing something else. And when she said that, that just hit me in the back. I'm like, what did I do? What? So I said, oh, I'm going to show her. I'll put these in tight. They're not going anywhere. But to hear that, she didn't realize what she did to somebody that was pretty competitive and athletic. She just inspired me more to be better. My dad happened to call me up that weekend and said, hey, what are you doing Sunday? I said, dad, I'm not doing anything. I can't afford to do anything. So we, uh, he said, well, I'm going to pick you up Sunday morning. We're going to go to a hair show. I said, What's that? He said, that's going to be important for you to know and learn because you should be go to, to them all the time because it's about, it's education. You'd learn the latest things and new things to do, et cetera. I said, okay. So when we got in the car, I said, well, who are we going to see? He said, we're going to see Vidal Sassoon. Now, Crystal, this was 1976. So I'll let you do the math from there. But 1976, that's the person everybody talked about in beauty school. And I thought, wow, we're going to see that person. I saw pictures and things like that in magazines. So my dad was there. We got early there in the second row. He put us I mean, right in the middle, second row. We could have sat in the first, but we sat in the second, in the middle. And I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, wow. I mean, the people I saw, Vidal, Christopher Bolker, Broker, Roger Thompson, Alan Benfield Bush, um, and there was one other person. But what I saw them do was incredible, melting these girls with really long hair, just cutting these shapes and I was on the edge of my seat my dad said sit back i said dad i want to do that he goes what's that i said i want to be do i want to do what they do and he said eyes here Samuel's son you have to understand my dad he said that's all ego and no money if you choose to do that you know keep your ego in check prove to me you can do it without an ego and make some money you know he goes you're not in this to have fun he goes yes have fun enjoy it but remember this is a career you know and i'll never forget that Mm-hmm. So from that day, after that, I went back to beauty school and I was nailing it. I was like, you know, my teacher came, what's gotten into you? I said, oh, I'm going to be a platform artist someday. And she kind of rolls her eyes. And I said, I went to some show, Salvador D'Ale-Sassoon. She said, how'd you get tickets for that? I said, my dad got them, et cetera. Crystal, what was it? 15 years later, I go back to the San Francisco Bay Area to do a hair show for Redken, who's sitting in the front row. Stop my it. teacher my oh, teacher oh
0: man
1: oh yeah it was the coolest thing i saw her i made eyes i got nervous she's like that kind of thing and um she said so after after i said you know so i came up to her and i said blah, blah, blah." And she's like puts her hand in my face she goes sam i'm here to apologize she goes i'm here to tell you how proud i am what you're doing for the industry and where you're at she goes that was a uh, something that i want to say i apologize you know for said oh i i had let it go she goes i know you did but you know it's something that i see you a lot now and what you're doing and she goes and it always brings me up in terms of what i said so but that's from there i i went and i worked for a couple manufacturers before i got on board with redkin and um uh, redkin is i really believe crystal has made me who i am today as a teacher and uh, made me really understand the, the value and the Reese gave me the resource to understand what being a teacher meant, not what means to be a platform artist or a guest artist. So there were brands I'd worked with where I was pretty much a showman. You know, we were doing quick stuff and it's crazy. It was like a circus. Yes. I made a decision. I want to get out of that and I want to go in to be a teacher. And uh, my dad always said, if you're going to join somebody, you know, join Redken because when he went to school, back to barber school in California, he went to a Redken school for they had Redken for men in those days. Mm. So, yeah, so that's, you know, my journey. And then from Redken, it's just been something, you know, that um, I really find if you put, do things in the right way, you know, success will come, you know, success is like chasing a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it eludes you. Yet if you focus on the task at hand, success will land on your shoulder.
0: Absolutely. And I,
1: I really believe it's been the focus that I've had, but it's been also the purpose you know mm-hmm. and uh i think purpose is a big thing especially in today's world
0: oh it's a huge thing i completely agree uh, which makes me want to take you back to that decision you made when you were in college and mm-hmm. you decided to quit and go to beauty school can you remember like what was your driving force that made that decision happen how did you go from like nah i don't want to do this to like actually this sounds pretty freaking rad
1: it was the people, pretty much the people I was hanging around with and the things that I was doing was the wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: and I woke up and just realized that, am I going to do this? Am I going to, you know, volleyball was a great game. Um, uh, I loved it. Uh, I was good at it. I was a setter. Uh, but I think it was, you know, just, it was a point in my life, you know, Crystal, how there comes a point in your life when something wakes you up and hits you and just like, oh, yeah. You know, and then you just start changing the way you are, who you are, the way you talk, the way you do things. And I think that's what happened to me. And I thought, you know what, dad, I, I respect my dad. Uh, he really took us from nothing to something. And what we had in California and the, the school he put us in, he worked really hard. So I saw the success and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. But I you know, I, I chose to go to beauty school, cosmetology. You know, I, That's what I wanted to do. Why that over being a barber? I don't know. I guess it's because probably I grew up in the barber shop and I didn't like it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You saw the like impact that your dad could have with his career, but you didn't want to do the exact same thing, so you just had a well little said. twist on it. Mm-hmm. Well
1: said. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So then, um, these days. I see you posting on social media and I hear your voice kind of, um, pumping up everyone to be inspired and inclusive. And, you know, you talk about, um, being someone who makes an impact and like, what are, what are your current goals and where are you at in your career now?
1: Awesome. I think the world has changed. Mm -hmm. So first thing we need to do is we need to think about the past is great. I really believe and I want your community to hear this. I think the past is where we learn. The future is where we apply it. But how you apply it and where you apply it is how it relates to today's world. So now, some of these things, your community out there might disagree with me, but I need to be authentic and say what I feel right now and what I believe. And when I say something, I believe it. And I believe it because I've tried true, and tested it and it works. I think now price Is uh, uh, Let me say it this way. Service is not as valuable now as an experience is. Mm -hmm. I think the experience, and salon owners, don't get me wrong here. Service still has value. I'm just saying that now because of what's going on in the world and the mindset of the consumer, I think the experience now outweighs the service. So who is in front of them? Who are they interacting with before the consumer would say, well, I could put up with this person because they do good hair. Now I believe it's about the experience and the value price is what they pay. Value is what they get. Mm. So let me give an example about the experience. Okay. I just recently went to Disney world. i have been to Disney world in so long, but my family, we said, let's go. You know, we took my son, we went there for three days. And I tell you, Crystal, I became a kid again. It was awesome. And I I kudos to Disney for the changes they've made for the past five years, the way the world has been. And kudos to what they're going through now. You know, they're not letting them affect them. They have their belief system. They have they have their standards and their systems in place. Their number one standard and system is experience. They create an experience. They create a wow experience. So now let's just take that, you know, to the salon. So You can, if you, that client that's sitting in your chair, you can create an experience from life. You can create an experience from life based upon what they're going to life. You could create a uh, healing and relaxing experience. You could create a fun and lighthearted experience based on conversation. You could create an experience on ultimate self-care. You could create an experience on a way to feel beautiful. Why? Because communication builds wealth. So it's the way you communicate now at the chair that creates an experience. Now, technical side experience, sure. I got one for you. You ready for it? Ready. (laughs) You know, one of the number one complaints, (laughs) one of the number one complaints is, Sam, I can't get my hair to look like you get. I remember that all the time. They would say that. Well, now I really believe, a matter of fact, I'm going to grab it. This tool is the most valuable tool right now. It is the most valuable, and we'll talk about it when we get to our social, but this tool is valuable in the salon. And salon owners, I think this belongs on the floor. And a lot of you are probably saying, no, you're shaking your head. Well, let me give you a a way to use it. A way to use it would be in the, use it as a tool at the station. Can you imagine, Crystal, when you sat down at my station, there's a little uh, tripod there for a phone. It's very small. And on there is a little card that says, place your phone here for a free experience. And they're going to go, Sam, what do you mean placement? Oh, Crystal, when it comes time for me to blow dry your hair, because we're going to cut your hair into a new shape, I want you to really know how to, we're going to videotape me teaching you how to blow dry it. So we're going to videotape it. I'm going to hand you, I'm going to show you brown brush. I'm going to hand you the brush. I'm going to hand you the blow dry. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to show you the product I'm going to use. I'm going to show you how much product I'm using. I mean, Crystal, can you imagine at the end of the appointment, you're taking the client's phone, you're handing it back and saying, Crystal, Here's your, your phone. Okay. Now you have your own video tutorial and you're the star and every morning place me on your vanity and I'll be there to help you blow dry your hair. Cause I started by saying, good morning, Crystal, let's blow dry your hair. So can you imagine, see that adds value to an experience. It does two things I'm talking about. It adds the value to the, to, uh, to that appointment and it adds the experience Tell me a salon that's doing that. I've been promoting this for years now, three years. I've got some salons are doing it. The salon owners say, I got one at every station and the retail sales are going through the roof. See, it, it, it supports the stylist. It makes it much more easier for the stylist. Stylist, I want you to hear me out. The stylist that chooses to stand behind the chair and becomes the educator is the one that's going to win in the future. Yep. Not not the one that becomes a conversationalist because you want to t- talk about the things that because they want to talk about those things. Well, Sam, what about showing genuine concern? Sure, Crystal, how's your family? How are your kids? How's Tony? How old's Tony now? Tony's 12. What's his hair like, Crystal? You see, I showed genuine concern, but I'm going to control the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I can create a connection and a, a communication in a conversation by making a connection and connect laughter with it. Mm-hmm. I can create a positive communication on self-care and make it worth their time on self-care just by some of the things that I'm doing at home that are working for me and I choose to share it with them. But it's but it's self-care. I can also talk self-care relations of hair. That's 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 part of my professional responsibility. But I can also keep things very highlight, uh, lighthearted or I can say, chill or chat. Mm-hmm. uh sam you know it's been a tough day can i just sit here and read my book great right see you see this is what's great is but in the old de- past it was like came in we felt we needed to talk to him the whole time or we felt we needed to do this or whatever oh that movie i saw that movie and how was your vacation those things are still value but they're minute value in today's world and i really believe because it's the mindset of the consumer now in terms of what they're looking for you know they they'll pay the price they have the money yeah they will pay the price but they want the value that goes with that price they want the value so the value is an education value sam give me another one okay i'll give you another one you know (laughs) what there's no value in the break room get out of the break room it's not a break room Okay, it's there for you to go answer some important things in private. Okay, and then get out of there. There's more value on the salon floor. Hey, Sam, what? My client's processing for 45 minutes and I'm not double booked. What do you want me to do? Oh, you know what I want you to do? I want you to go grab a mannequin from Pivot Point and a tripod with long hair. I want you to go sit with that client and show them some tricks on how to do some braids or how to put a ponytail and how to cover the elastic. And oh, by the guess, guess what? By the way, you're showing it to a client that's wearing a pixie well, Sam, why would I want to show it to her? Because you're going to make her the hero of the family. And because you're educating the clients around the salon, because you're creating an experience in the salon, because you're creating a vibe in the salon, because you're creating an attitude in the salon, and because you're selling yourself in the salon. I mean, that's the way the mindset. I really, I'm sorry. I get so passionate, excited about this. But I think that's the mindset of the salons today is that, you know, stop complaining you're not busy. You know, you got a client sitting out there with Color Process, go help them help people. If my dad said, Sam, if you help people get what they want, you will get what you want. Yes. And when you do that, they're going to go walk out. They're going to go, wow, I've never been to a hairdresser that's done this for me and done this. And I walked out, I got a video and I know how to cover up the soccer team's elastic now. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Who who are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. So I think experience is number one. I think that's really, and then retail. You know, I I just wanted to talk, you know, don't throw in the retail towel, you know, salon owners, please don't. Retail is part of our professional uh, responsibility to prescribe and recommend. Now, I'm going to be really honest here, Crystal. I could could care less if they buy it. It doesn't matter to me. If they keep coming back to me sooner or later, they're going to buy it because I'm giving them so much. And they're going to buy into and and believe Why I'm telling them what I'm telling. You just spent $300 on this color. You need to use this shampoo that's recommended for your color so it lasts longer. You know, we've talked about this three times. I don't talk to them like that, but I let them know and remind them every time. And then finally they say, you know what? I've never had a hairdresser that cared so much for me before. Mm -hmm. so yes you're right you you said that your retail sales it says here helps you for your education it helps blah 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 it helps oh by the way you guys donate so much percentage of your retails to cancer i mean see this is what i mean it's it's a different world and we got to think about it so retail is it's the whole thing is product is not an option it's a necessity yes and that one phrase is something that everybody should use behind the chair 100%. So that's what, you know, that's uh, how I believe right now, right now, in terms of in salon experience, education is another story. You know, people are, are like, well, Sam, I can get things free for online. Well, my response to that. Sure, you can Sure, you can But you can't ask the computer questions to get an answer back like that. The computer can't touch your heart. You can't feel the vibe in the atmosphere of a live show being there. You run into people you're going to meet, you learn something from a conversation where you're stuck here with a computer. And oh, by the way, you're distracted. You know you are mm-hmm. when you're watching something on the computer. As long as you can walk away with one thing from the computer, boom, I think it's great. So I'm not saying computer's not a great resource. It's going to be a great resource because I'm going to continue to do it, put it mm-hmm. out there for you. But I also think you need to pick your beautiful self up once in a while and get to a live show. Mm-hmm. You know, educational events are are I think some of the best people ask me, well, how'd you get where you're at? I went to every educational event I possibly could, Yeah, you know? And then some of the Redkin people go, well, Sam, I didn't go to that show. I didn't think it was worth going to it, you know, or Sam would say, Sam, uh, I went to that show, but I didn't learn anything. what did you learn? Oh, I learned what not to do. Yeah. I learned what not to say. Sorry, I'm just being real. Sometimes some of the things I see in here, I'm like, why? Why, you know? That's exactly so, how I think too. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Crystal, that's my my fear of these shows is like, let's be careful, you know, what we choose to say, how we choose to say it. I mean, um, I don't know. I just think I'm. my parents ta- taught me, you know, respect people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, what I hear on stage, I'm like, oh my, I can't believe that, you know, or or some things that are, being is it just is it a gimmick or is is you know like i i'll say tricks you know and i say tricks because people go wow that was a that was a quick easy trick and they go oh okay trick but it's not a gimmick because as i said in the beginning the things i'm going to put out i'm going to put out to you because they i believe in them and they work and i've tried true and tested them Mm -hmm. but education i think you know live and uh digital Mm -hmm. is valuable valuable please attend both attend both and you'll be uh, you'll continue to grow. I mean, education and investment in education is an investment in your future.
0: One hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'd like to tie oh. the you know, how you, the sorry salon about ex- that. Oh, that's OK. <laughs> you know, the you talk about the salon experience, right? Like um, you're you're there as a hairdresser, creating an experience for your clients, that's what's going to win them over. That is what is going to save salons, period. Right. You can even apply that to the education for a hairstylist, right? Like like you said, you can get stuff online, you can get stuff for free, you can watch YouTube videos, but the experience is what is going to shape us as artists and help us remember things and, you know, help us thrive really. So I love that you're so focused on experience as um, kind of a core value of what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, I think education is something I can, whenever I can, Crystal, I have a moment I go to, I'll go to an educational event. And, um, you know, I always, I mean, I want to make it clear, guys, I'm not a rock star. I'm not an inventor. I'm not a Uh, no, 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 no. no. I'm sorry. uh, Stop, stop, stop.
0: You're a total rock star. Sorry. (laughs) Just, you're going to have to clear that up here.
1: uh, Okay, if you say so. But (laughs) I choose to be a hairdresser who chooses to be a teacher. So I'm your messenger. I go out and find things. I turn it, twist it. You know, uh, and then make, I try to keep things simple. I really believe that simplicity is today's brilliance. Uh, You got to keep things simple. People are looking for, just give it to me. You know, TikTok. That's why TikTok's winning right now. Boom, here it is. Boom, gone. See you later kind of thing. So that's why I think educational sound bites right now are the best way to go. And it's the generation we're dealing with. That's how, you know, embrace Gen Z, please. Please, everyone, do me a favor. Embrace Gen Z because sooner or later, they're going to be running this industry. So, you know, let's, but let's embrace them with good standards. Let's have, you know, let's leave them with something good to that's left within this industry in terms of the standards and the systems that we have in place that fit their generation.
0: Yes. That speaks their language that mm-hmm. helps their experience too.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. I think, you know, social is another thing. I really believe that social is today's business card. I mean, social is today's business card, whether it be you know whatever platform it happens to be. But I think, you know, is that interesting? The word think. I want you to just think about the word think, and we're going to imagine this. Just visualize for me for a moment. T H I N K. And when it comes to posting, I want people to think before they push that button. So T stands for true. Is what you're posting? Is it true? Or are you just making something else? up to post something or get following h is it really happening once again are you making it up once again or making it interesting so it's really happening but it's really not or something you're just trying to make happen uh i is it inspiring you know i think one of the most important things is so posts need to be inspiring the world needs more hugs right now it needs more hugs yes um n is for necessary you know that in in the letter think in the word think the letter n is necessary. Is it really necessary? Or once again, are you just on this system? I got to post so many a day, etc. Um, and then k, which is the most important to me, is it kind? Mm. You know, I mean, there's so many things out there. Yes, you can dis- disagree. It's okay to disagree because I got to tell you something. If you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to get feedback that's negative. But it's okay to disagree. But sometimes it's how the negativity is put across, you know, you could still win with your opinion and your thought, but that's why I say communication builds wealth. You know, you could still win, but it's how you put it across that point that you disagree with. Some people are just crazy in regards to, to that. So I think, you know, that whole acronym of think is so important because I really believe social is is important. I think it it's, it's great business. Um, it's great learning. It's a great learning resource. And I think that's why I choose to play in that arena. But it's a, an arena that continues to change like anything. I think, you know, you need to embrace change as a hairdresser. We need to embrace the, what's, what's happened with the uh, industry and where we're going with it. It's something that you need to do. I mean, how about if we just stop chasing money and we chase purpose?
0: Mm. And what I mean
1: by that is take action and ask yourself, are you doing the things that you need to do? And are you doing the things necessary for you? Because if you can answer those questions in the right way, then I think then you're the people that you're surrounding yourself with, they're all winning because they're choosing to be surrounded to surround you. But most importantly, be patient. You know, in today's world, we got to be patient. You know, these the youth today, I'm sorry, but you're not going to come out of school and have a clientele waiting for you. You know, you're not going to come out of school and build a huge clientele right away. That there might be as maybe small percentage. Mm -hmm. Yet it's going to take time and it's going to take effort on your part. And those efforts are based upon what you put out is what you get back. Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, uh, putting forth that that E for for effort is huge.
0: I wonder if we're gonna see a bit of a shift. I I hear a lot of educators and industry leaders talking about how the the young generations of hairstylists coming in, they want it now, they want it fast, they wanna graduate, and they wanna be making a six-figure income in a year, or they're just throwing their hands up in the air and going, forget about it. Um, But I wonder if we're going to see that change in a couple of years as more of them have come into the industry and then maybe kind of are struggling a little bit and realizing like, wait, I have to put some effort in. I have to seek out some help. I have to figure out what works for me so I can be successful. And then maybe, maybe that attitude will shift a little bit. Um, because I agree that it's there, I've seen it with young stylists as well. And I love their, uh, their drive and their excitability, but it seems like the, the effort piece is lost. And so I guess I, I'm hoping, I guess is what I'm trying to say, that after a few years of maybe some failures of friends or, or of themselves, they kind of look around and go, hmm, maybe I actually have to work a little bit. How can I do this? And then how can well, we support them in that? You know?
1: Great question goes back to what I was talking about earlier, embrace Gen Z. So how would I handle a situation like that for someone that comes in and um, says, you know, I want to be on the floor. Okay. Then I would sit down with them and I would write, you know, write a plan, but I would ask them to write it. Where do you see yourself in six months? And then I want you to answer the question, where do you see yourself in a year? Okay, so then I look at it and say, okay, so you want to be on the floor. Okay, we'll put you on the floor. But I want you to remember you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So what you're telling me is you want to learn through mistakes. You don't want to learn through coaching. And if they say, yes, I want to learn through mistakes, okay. Then you need to understand you're going to have a more difficult time building a clientele because you're not going to get a great reputation by making mistakes.
0: Hmm.
1: So you want you to think about that, go back. You have a day to think about it and come back and let me know what you want to do because I'll put you on the floor. But you're not going to make a lot of money and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Or you have a, a choice to go through the associate program where I will slowly, I will teach you and each month I'll put you out there slowly. First month, we'll go education. Second month, I'll put you out there one day a week. Third month, I'll put you out there two days a week. Fourth month, I'll put you out three days. But every day you're going to be having a class. And then six months, whatever it is, you're out there full time, then we'll stop. So you decide which plan you want to do. See, this is the thing. Let them make the choice. Mm -hmm. Stop telling them what to do, because that's when you'll get pushback. That's just their mindset, because things I want to know this. Boom. That's the answer. My little boy does it now. He does it now to me. Boom, Daddy, that's not the right answer. Here's the right answer. I mean, see, see, so let them make the choice. And look, I've fallen down, Crystal, so many times. And that phrase, when you fall down, stand back up. I disagree. Here's what I think. (laughs) When you fall down, and I'm talking to Gen Z because you're going to fall down. When you fall down, stay down there because there's more things to pick up. Mm. and then stand back up. So now when you fall down, Sam told me I was going to make a mistake. And he said, stay down here. And I'll guarantee you they're thinking, maybe I should take the coaching. Yeah. Maybe I should. I maybe there's so the reason I say that to them, stay down there because I want them to think about why they fell. Don't stand, I'm tough, I'll stand right back up, you know. <laughs> right, no, right. stay down there because there's something else to discover. And when right. you discover that something else, stand back up and right. you will stand up as a stronger person.
0: Well, so and, and then you're coaching them to learn from mistakes, yes, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, don't just jump up and say, okay, no, I got it now. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you need to look around and understand what went wrong and how to do it better.
1: Well, isn't it interesting? They're learning from their mistake that they made on their own choice rather than from me coaching them. And then they make the mistake. And then I'm telling them, no, that's not correct. You see the difference between the two? Whereas if they make the mistake, that was your choice. You made the mistake. Now, would you like me to help you to correct that? I'd be happy to help you. Yes, Sam, would you? Okay, let me show you why you made the mistake. Because here's C- Crystal, if, they un- if people understand the why, the how is much easier.
0: It's so true. I, I just kind of go back to how I try to parent. I have a six and an eight-year-old, yes. right? Mm-hmm. My y- young children. And my eight-year-old especially is very opinionated and she's gonna do wonderful things in her life, right? She does not like being told what to do. She likes to know all the whys behind something and then be given a choice. Right and i never thought of applying that same because it it almost seems like juvenile to apply that to an adult coming to you right as like a a new stylist but it's not it's respectful and like that's why i do that with parenting and when i don't do it when i just tell my child to do something and then i get pushback and then i look later i'm like oh gosh that's why because Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel kind it doesn't feel respectful when you're just like do it this way or you know right deal with the consequences Yep, it's so much more kind to give Mm -hmm. people options. I love this perspective so much.
1: Yep. I really, you know, I'm going through the same thing. My son, he's six and I mean, he's amazing. He's just this, I mean, he's brilliant. He really is. I I'm so proud to say that, but it's amazing because I found out I have, to. I need to make it his idea. Yes. So it's all in the setup. So 10 minutes before I know I want him to do something, I'm setting him up and he doesn't know it. You know, and then I'll, uh, then I make it his idea. And then pretty soon I'm leaning into it. Then pretty soon he's like, daddy, let's go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, let's let's go. Let's yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because kids today, you know, with the things that they have accessible, I never had to think those things accessible. I mean, they can learn much quicker.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. I, I'm thinking about this. I'm going, you know what? I even do this with clients. I'm, I'm no longer behind the chair as of a few months ago, but I'd been behind the chair for a long time. And I, I do the same thing. Like, let's say in my head, I know my client needs to do something with their hair, right? And like, I could give them my opinion or I could lead them to make that choice on their own where they go, you know, what if I do this? Right. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. There you
1: go, All right?
0: Right? And then everyone's in I, agreement.
1: I, mm-hmm, yeah. I think, you know it's, it's, it goes back to that thing we were talking about earlier about communication. Mm-hmm. How you, we communicate with our children today is different than how my parents communicated with me. The way the things that, that we have to be careful of today are amazing compared to when I grew up, you know, it, it's, it's quite different. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, there's always something learning going on every day, some yeah. type of learning, you know, whether it's on his side, my side, the family side, or even on the professional side. There's always something to learn. I mean, as a teacher, I believe as a hairdresser. Period. We must never cease to learn. You know, I people go with well, Sam. I can cut a one length bob. I go, okay. How do you cut it? I go, do you cut it that way all the time? They go, yes. I go, well, how do you ever start in front? I go, well, why would I want to start in front? Because I just had a client sit down, and she said the first thing out of her communication was she said, you know what? Nobody ever, no stylist ever listens to me. I want my length to hit right on my jaw, and every time it's too short or it's too long. So where am I going to start the haircut? I'm going to start it right here. Boom. Now what do I get? I mm, get a smile yeah. the rest of the haircut instead of me starting the back and turning the corner and going, oh, no, it's too short. And then you adjust for it. So, you know, that's why I really believe, you know, learning is, you know, if you think you know something, find another way to do what you already know. Absolutely. It just creates a sense of enthusiasm.
0: Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of careers out there that have such a... Um... either a wealth of knowledge and you know ways to do things because there's no like blue book on how to do everything in our industry right there's right it's it's open for creative interpretation everything is and so there's no right or wrong way to really do something which can cause problems in some regards but it can also cause a lot of beauty to happen and
1: yeah you know i agree with you yet on the other side crystal i really believe there's principles there's principles in terms of what you have, but yet those, those are principles. Those are the laws. Now, can you break them? Sure you can. That's that creative aspect of it. You know, every person, some people might out there might be saying, Sam, I'm not as creative as you. Well, guess what? I say that a lot of times. I'm not as creative as I feel I can be, or like other people that I look up to, but I really believe I go back to that. And then I think everyone has creativity inside of them. I mean, people can be creative. It's real simple to be creative. <laughs> people think being creative is being weird. but you know being being weird is simple, but creativity is taking the things that you see as complicated and making them simple when you see a haircut. You might see it and you go, "Ah, oh, that's so creative, but God, it's so weird, but let me try and make it simple and work for me." Then that's where you find your own personal creative juices come out. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, you know what people need to understand is like that's why education is so valuable to me. You know, is it just brings, it can bring so much out of a person and it can really build a lot of success all the way around the chair.
0: So Sam, I'm curious, um, you're a very inspirational, fired up, uh, motivational person. What do you do in your spare time, in your outside of work life to kind of fill your cup and allow you the, uh, energy and the creativity to do the things you do? I golf. You golf? You're a golfer?
1: Mm-hmm. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I play as much as I can, which isn't much, but I love it because I'm by myself. I'm outside. Uh, I love nature. I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, uh, New Mexico first in Santa Cruz, California. Loved the beach, the water, the trees. I just love that whole environment. I backpacked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love you know spending time by myself, and that's an opportunity where I can really, it's just me and the ball, and I love to compete. So I can't get bad at mad at a teammate or anybody else. It's just me in the pool, and I do a lot of my thinking out there. Actually, out while I'm out there, I'll journal. You know, it's I'll journal about some thoughts that come to my mind or something that I feel um, I can share. Uh, but that's one thing that I really do. And then now I'm, you know, pretty much it's all about the family now, especially with my son and my wife. You know, we're really having a good time with that. So anytime I have now, that's the priority now. And then. If I have my priority, it's golf and I get up early in the morning. I'm usually up by five. I'll do my yoga, 5.30, do my yoga. And then I try to play at least twice a week if I'm home. A lot of times I'm not home though.
0: Mm, Yeah yeah i i love the (laughs) golf to me i've i'm not a golfer um i've played a very few times i can count it on one hand and i was just like this is so boring oh my god
1: that's what people say
0: but i almost think like maybe that's the beauty of it for you is that it is it's like boring enough that you're able to process your thoughts and kind of calm yourself a little bit because you're you seem like a high energy person when you're excited and you're talking right so it's a good probably like dissonance uh from that that you can just kind of a little
1: bit yep But let's go back to that statement. You know, golf is boring.
0: Uh
1: Well, it's boring if you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, so this goes back to, and I say that, and I I have a lot of respect for you, but I I think it goes back. I want to create that into the analogy of, well, I think, you know, a one like Bob is boring. So that's why I say find different ways to do it. Challenge yourself to find different ways to do it or to perfect it. It's like a golf swing you know, there's more than one ways to swing so many coaches out there trying to tell you how to swing a golf club. But what you do is you find the way that works for you, and then find another way. So it's like almost being a poster stamp, you stick to something till you get there, you master that, then find something else to stick to and master that. Although mm-hmm. postage stamps don't really exist in today's world. I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but I just really, you know, I think there's always something and something, you know, like, I, I really believe, you know, that The world, you got to try in as much as you can, easy to say, but difficult to do, try to take a negative and make it a positive, you Mm -hmm. know, like, you know, there's something something that you can walk away with. Absolutely. Especially in life today.
0: Yeah, yeah. And even to um, piggyback on that a little bit more, like the idea of being bored could be a negative thing, like you said, but uh, I've heard other very interesting people say boredom is what leads to creativity. Without mm-hmm. boredom, we don't have creativity. We need if we're being stimulated all the time, we're not letting our mind do the stimulating, right? Right. And so if you calm I, things down, I like yeah. I'm imagining this is why you like golf. This is why you like something that maybe some people see as boring, you see as an opportunity to process your thoughts and to get creative. Like you said, you journal. In-go. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know my buddies sometimes, if I play with them, they like they know, you know, how I am. And I mean, we have fun together if I play with my buddies. Um, right, right now I play a lot by myself because I mean, it's lonely at the top, just going to be really honest. It's lonely at the top. I could probably count my friends on one hand, but, uh, where I live, I I'm so gone so much and I'm so into family. I don't have, so I'm out there a lot by myself, but I think boredom it's bored. Like you just said, it's boring. If you allow it to be boring, mm-hmm. you know, and I allow that game. I, I use it as a challenge. I use the time. I value the time. I really value the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, God, how can I say this? Um, you know, I think it's about uh, the, you know, when you ask yourself ability, motivation, and attitude. So the ability is something that you have to do. You may say, well, do I have the ability to be a hairdresser, to be a great hairdresser? You know, uh, that ability is something that, um how can I say The The ability is something of, am I capable of doing that? Then the motivation is determined. I think it, the motivation that follows it is determines what, what you do, what you can do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the attitude is about, the attitude is based and determined by how well you do it. Mm-hmm. So some people give up too soon once they get to the attitude part. They got the ability, the motivation to do it, but then they're not fine. They're not very good at it. Then they move on. You know, I think when you get to that attitude part, that's where I can't do a very good consultation, Sam. I'm not good at it. You know, I, I, I just can't. That's the attitude that's speaking right now. So I think, you know, it's it's about understand there's a system to it, a process to it, but the attitude can be changed if they understand the why.
0: I was just going to say that. Come back to the why, exactly, exactly. right? Why are you doing a consultation?
1: You're awesome, Crystal. <laughs> so yeah, it's about. It goes back to that why. So that's why we were talking about the kids. Same thing. If you go back to the why, instead of on This is how you do it. This is you, but if you give them the why first, you know, you know, here's why we're going to go to the store.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I'll take you, you far to... down that journey if you yeah. want to. How far do you need before it makes sense? Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then if you're lucky, we might vi- visit the toy aisle.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> yep.
1: You know, oh, well, let's go to the store.
0: And let's go now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we're motivated. <laughs> but
1: anyway,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I know we're kind of running a little tight on time here, so I have just a few more questions for you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm curious, so you have mentioned it's lonely at the top, and I, I understand that as kind of a just one step above the, the hairdresser in the salon, being a podcaster and like I'm trying to find out who I am in this online space, right, and what I have to give to the world. I would agree, like I'm trying to figure out who my new comrades are and now who my new mentors are and uh, where I fit in this whole world. I'm curious for you, being as um, far down the path as you are. Um, who do you look up to? Who are some of your, your mentors? Or like, if you're going to take some time to digest some information from someone else or inspiration from someone else, who do you look to for that?
1: In the industry itself, you know, I refer to a show. Uh, there's so many people, first of all, there's so many people that I look up to. Uh, but if I say mentor, you know, with my life and the pace of my life, you know, um, I have to be very selective in terms of where can I get the massive amount of information and where can I take sort of ba- basically a sabbatical. So I do that every, I try to do it every October. I'm going to do it again this October. I go to London and I go to a program called Salon International. Highly recommend it. It's, I think it's still one of the best hair shows out there. And it's, you know, like any other hair show, like a premiere Orlando, premiere, whatever. It's like that an ABS show. Mm -hmm. But I go there and that's where I get my info and my sabbatical. I immerse myself in that. I take mannequins with me at night. I go back to my hotel room. I recut what I saw, but I start doing it my way, start thinking how how I can adjust. So that to me is where I, and all those people there are, I mean, over the years, there's been so many people, so many teams I've learned from. That's one thing. The other side where I get my, a lot of my inspiration is books and research. You know, I read uh, a lot of self, uh, self-motivation books, those kind of books. I'll read fiction once in a while, but not that often. I basically stay more towards the non-fictional. I will re- I research. I'm on the computer a lot. I'm researching. TikTok is big right now. Pinterest. I'm researching YouTube. I'm looking at other things. I'll look at, some- I saw a video today that someone did, and I loved the way it was shot. But I loved how they put themselves back into it, what they did and how they made that video. I thought, that's I really like that. So I'm constantly researching, not only for you out there in terms of giving messages out there and sharing techniques and things with you, but also researching for myself. How can I make myself better? Because I really believe there's room to grow. So that's where I get my sort of mentorship is books, research, and my little sabbatical that I take At a hair show in terms of individual, you know, I mean, God, there's so many people, Crystal, it's just hard to mention uh, all the names. I'm trying to think of one that comes right up up to the top for me at the moment. And um, really, there's not one. There's so many, so Mm -hmm. many.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel that too, even with me. It's like if someone were to ask me, yeah, who's, uh, okay, so for example, I've been speaking to some beauty colleges recently. I've oh, got great. like a little little motivational speech, and I kind of try to give them the insights into the why behind a consultation. Um, a lot of them want to know, oh, who should I follow on social media? Oh, I want to follow educators. Who should I look into? And I'm like, oof, I don't even know if I could give you just a top five. There are so many. Right. Uh, my advice is usually go look at all of them and figure out who you jive with and try to, you know, follow that person, look into that person, and then maybe look into someone that you don't really jive with and figure out what they're doing. Like you said, love that. figure out something um, maybe that you don't want to do that they're doing because everyone can do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of a sabbatical, though. That's very interesting um, as like a so it's like a creative sabbatical for you. You get a chance to yes. kind of step away from um, everything else and just go be creative.
1: I, I love London, number one, uh, because I really believe that's where it all began. Uh there's a lot of history there and culture there in regards to hairdressing. Number two, I love the city and I love to go out and about and I do this by myself. I usually don't go with anybody. I go by myself. Once again, it's my time by myself for me to just immerse myself into thought, uh, into education, into applying that education as soon as I see it and get it. Uh, and then walking around the city. I love, I love walking. I walk That whole city I've walked. I've walked it. So it is my quiet time.
0: love that. Um, Sam, can you tell us right before we we leave here, uh, is there anything that my listeners can expect to see from you coming up anytime soon? Like, do you have any um, shows you're speaking at or events you're doing? What do you have in the works right now that we need to know about?
1: Getting ready to do the premiere in San Antonio. And I'm also doing the BTC show. Those are both for Redkin. I want you to make sure that you follow me on all of my social uh, and make sure you go to the website, samvia.com and check out the education tab. There's an educational schedule that's happening there. Please make sure you watch our lives, our, our social education that we do. We, our ambassadors are amazing. The art team is amazing that I have. So you're going to see guest artists at the same time. So follow me on social. You'll get a lot of my education. There is one thing that um, uh, I can exchange. I really invite you to come see me in Los Angeles. I'll be there August the 17th and 18th at the loft for one day classes, either on the 17th or the 18th of August. You can take a one day hands-on class. I think hands-on is definitely a way to go. Uh, So I've got that coming up. So I really invite your community to check those out.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Um, and this is the been... last
1: thing the oh. last thing I want to leave them with is I just want them to let your community know that your progression is my obsession.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: So I will continue to research, be your messenger, and put it out there for you.
0: And it sounds like you do exactly that. I am I have no doubt <laughs> after talking to you, that's <laughs> Thanks, what you Crystal. do. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Sam. It was really a pleasure. And it was nice to just get to know you a little bit and kind of like the um, the spirit and the, the man behind the name.
1: Feel the same. And once again, let's do this again. I love and appreciate what you're doing and know that uh, we embrace you. So please keep continuing to do that.
0: Thank you so much. Okay. Until next time, Sam. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. If there's one takeaway that you can have from these really high powered, impactful conversations that I have with um, these influential leaders in our industry is that they're human, just like you and I, my friend, you know, I just, I love it so much because it's really easy to put people on a pedestal and think I could never do that. I could never be that person, and here Sam Via is telling us his story of how he got started and how humble he still is to this day. And I'm just truly moved and inspired by people like that. And so I hope that your takeaway here is the same, and that whatever your dreams, hopes, and desires are, that this inspires you to push forward and keep going with them, my friend. So anyway, I I just absolutely adored this conversation, and I. Hope hope you got some good takeaways here as well. And as promised, I will have some of the useful links in the show notes here so you can go get some more of Sam if you want. And as I always like to say, have a great hair day, my friend, and I'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free.